was this trick or treat? Come here. What? Come here. Come here, your ass. Uh, look, I don't know what your scene is, but don't do anything stupid, okay? No, you don't seem to understand. I've been trained to take care of myself, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hurt you. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, what's good, y'all? Prince Gary, Banjo Benjamin, you tuned in to yet another very, very unorthodox edition of the We Are Rising podcast, and reason why I say this is pretty unorthodox, and oh, by the way, I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. You can follow us on Twitter, at ChrisGary92, at one and at We Are Rising Pod is the show handle, at W-E-A-R-E-R-I-Z-I-N-P-O-D, all in one word. But enough about all that. The reason why this is yet another very unorthodox edition, and why I'm basically in a nervous wreck right now, you don't really see it or hear it, but it's there, is because we have a pretty unique guest on our airways today. Andrew, why don't you talk more about her? Sure. She is originally from Canada. She is a very well-respected actress, stars such films as The Last Starfighter, Night of the Common, which we will be talking about, and one of my personal favorite uh, horror films uh, that come out in recent years, The Girl Next Door. We have with us Catherine Mary Stewart. Uh, Kathy, thank you so much for talking with us. I really appreciate you taking your time out. <laughs> so first, the first question I have for you is uh, just, you know, what are you doing now uh, during this whole pandemic thing? What, what are you doing to survive, occupy your time, and all that stuff? As I am also in uh, New York City, the Brooklyn area, it has the weather has not been too kind. It seems well. Actually, yesterday it was pretty nice, but then today it just is like really, really like dank and muddy and disgusting outside. I didn't see it, but I did, I did hear it from my apartment. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, it was funny how that was the talk of the town, because usually 
You know, anytime there's a flyover, nobody cares. But I think because there's just like nothing going on, I think people are like, oh, the flyover, the flyover, the flyover. It's so funny how just like people were talking about it. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, it was. Um, so, I mean, we have you here because we just recently did a uh, special analysis of uh, Night of the Comet, and we did have uh, your friend Tom Ryan on to discuss the uh, movie with us. And uh, so, yeah, my, we had our first, my question for you regarding movies, I'm always, I'm always interested to hear, you know, what the audition process was like. Can you just tell us, like, were you in a room full of a hundred other girls that looked like you, or was this something that Tom Eberhard wanted you specifically for? Can you just talk about like how this whole this role got to you? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I had done the last star fighter at that point, and um, I've been in LA for a couple of years. But last star fighter kind of put me on the map in terms of casting in Los Angeles, so I didn't have to go to like a cattle call audition or anything like that. I Starfighter beforehand, and obviously your career really 
bullying began with the apple some four years earlier. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say, and this, I think it's probably true for a lot of actors, is you really, your path is completely unpredictable. And you're either in the right place at the right time, or you're not. I mean, I have to say, the cast of Night of the Comet is awesome. It's an awesome cast, let's face it, as was the last Starfighter. Um, it's the whole Apple thing was certainly by chance. I was living in London, England, training as a dancer, a classical dancer, and um, I just happened to go to this audition to audition as a dancer. And, I, and they sort of picked me out of the crowd, saw that right for the lead role. And at that point, I was just kind of going, okay, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. And I ended up in this likely role in a in a feature film, which obviously led to me taking acting more seriously and moving to Los Angeles and everything. I mean, uh, I was on a soap opera called Days of Our Lives before The Last Starfighter. Well, in fact, those two shows overlapped. I was shooting The Last Starfighter as I was shooting Days of Our Lives. And then the, the neat thing about Night of the Comet to me was it kind of got me out of that that kind um, of role of the girl next door. You know, I was always kind of categorized as kind of you know all American girl next door to this type. And what I loved about the character of Reggie was that she was tough. You know, she was tough. She could take care of herself. She was kind of more tomboyish, which I related to as well. I grew up with a couple of older brothers, and, and I, I, I was never a really girly girl, so it gave me a chance to really show that side. And so in that case, it, it probably helped uh, in my career because it showed that I, I had maybe more, more than one side to what I could play, which is also something I always like to look for in um, roles, something different. I like to do as many different kinds of things as possible. Right, right. Now, Andrew, do you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we actually do have a question from a fan. Uh, he actually had a bunch of questions, so I'll just uh, I'll ask the first one that he asked, and that's this from Michael Clifton at MC Clifton eight hundred eight on Twitter. Uh, he asked, "Could you uh, 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 what was nineteen eighty four like for you with both the Last Starfighter and Night the Comic uh, getting released?" And now, looking back, was there any hit films, any hint that the films would go on to become cult hits? <laughs> well, I have, I have to say, I love 80s just in general. I mean, it was such a huge time for me, uh, being in Los Angeles and working. And, and, you know, after these couple of films, I was, I was really on a roll. And I just had the best time. You know, I, I love kind of all the crazy hairdos and the crazy makeup and the crazy clothes. I wasn't I like a clubber or anything like that. I just really reveled in, in everything that was happening. For me, uh, in the world, it was a good time for everybody. So I am a big fan of the 80s. I love the big hair. I love it all. Mm. Um, so, yeah, at that time, I was, I was definitely having a great time and, and trying to absorb and enjoy every single minute of it. Um, what, I'm trying to think 
Oh, so, sorry. Sorry. Uh, what, 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 what did you think that uh, with those two? the old story that uh, I don't know if you ever heard the uh, uh, supposedly Charlie Chaplin uh, dressed up for a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and apparently he didn't even make like the top five or something so like, kind of like one of those things yeah, um, yeah and the other part of this question was did you have any idea that um, neither comment last Starfire would these go on that these would become hit cult films that people would still talk about 30 years after they came out. Yeah, no. That's a short answer. Um, I, I, um, you know, when you shoot a movie, especially if you're quite busy and you're going from one to the next, you kind of finish it and you feel good about it or you don't feel so great about it or whatever. But you, I mean, I don't really know any actor that would sit there and say, this is going to be, you know, big shit or it's going to last forever or whatever. And you know, they, the Night of the Common and the Last Starfighter they were moderately successful, but they were considered just small, moderately successful films. I mean, I was really proud of them, and I really enjoyed doing them, but I, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about what the possibility of, you know, what, what the future held for them. Um, until, like, well, for instance, the first thing, I, would, I would moved to New York, and um, I, was, I had two babies, and I had given up my career, but, you know, there wasn't as much activity for me, and people thought I kind of thought the business and stuff like that. And I got a call one day from Entertainment Magazine saying, do you know that the Apple is a cult hit? I think this was in the 90s. And I was like, what are you talking about? I hadn't heard anything about the Apple for years and years and years, and... In fact, it, it, it pretty much got slammed when it was released. And he went on to say, you know, because it's such a bizarre movie, it is kind of, it's become this cult thing that has these midnight showings, people dress up in the costumes, and, and he mentioned that there was going to be a screening in New York at the Sunshine Cinema, which doesn't even exist anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and so my husband and I decided to go to one of these screenings and kind of sat in the back just to take it all in. And that was sort of the first movie of mine from the past that I got a sense was something completely unexpected. And then um, I, I, I went to, I guess it was the 25th anniversary screening of The Last Star. Yeah, it was the last Starfighter because we were talking a lot about the special effects and how innovative they were. I mean, this screening and all the technical people were there and the Q&A afterwards. And when we left the theater, it was in Santa Monica um, in, in L.A., um, there was this guy standing outside that I would like to represent you in conventions. 
knew there were like, you know, Star Trek conventions, and then they even made fun of and, and all that other stuff. And it was, I just was like, it, was, it, it sounded a little creepy to me at first, but he was so nice, and so he said, you would do really well because of the line. trying to hold back tears because you reminded me of the Sunshine Cinema closing down and I was very, very uh, sad when that theater closed down. It was tragic, wasn't it? Uh -huh. Yeah. We, uh, used to, we used to go there all the time because the, the films they showed were so true. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It was a great theater. Um, Christian, uh, do you have... Uh, I'm going to pass the, the next uh, questions to you if you have any more. Okay, okay. I mean, I want to try and drink the hold off of you, Andrew, because yeah. I know that you're about to hold back some tears. But to go a little more modern, I know that you, Miss Stewart, have been acting for about eh, four and a half, maybe five decades, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but nowadays, we see. Ouch! Oh, my, my apologies, ma'am. My apologies. No, 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 that's perfect. No, are you kidding? I'm proud of it. I am so proud. Understood. But nowadays we see a trend where a lot of non-actors, basically foot stars, musicians, social media personalities, TV personalities, want to burst into acting, but they really don't have that acting talent. So, I just have to ask you, an experienced actress, is it hard to break out in the acting world if you don't really have an acting gene in you or an acting quality about you? Well, I mean, I, I, that's quite a complicated question because, you know, there are lots of, yeah, there are actors that haven't necessarily uh, trained that are terrific actors. You know, they haven't trained in the classical sort of way. And sometimes training can really kind of get in your way. Um, it, it, because acting is, it, it, it's so important to uh, be comfortable with it and spontaneous and, and not rigid in your work, you know, be able to just react as opposed to act. You know, um, so I wouldn't say that it's impossible for somebody who hasn't trained or I think that you do have to have an instinct towards it. And I think experience is huge. I think it makes all the difference in the world, you know, and, and learning by each uh, experience that you have. I mean, it, acting today. 
much more of a business than it used to be, and I think maybe that that plays into what you're saying. It's uh, it, when I started acting, um, you know, there wasn't the social media, there wasn't sort of the the whole publicity kind of effort behind you as an actor. You just you you were sort of held to the work that you produced, you know. And, and now it does seem like there's this whole thing about how many Twitter followers do you have? Okay, we'll cast you and, and this. I mean, the business has changed so much. I, I hope that ultimately, you know, the integrity of the business of the acting and the process of the art of acting and filmmaking and stage production and all that other stuff uh, shines through in the end. Because audiences are, aren't stupid. I mean, they might get excited to see somebody who they follow on Twitter or Instagram on screen, but the, it's not sustainable, I, I don't think, for the, the performer if they don't have some sort of foundation that they can either create or, or fall back on or whatever. Um, but it, it has become such a business, and that's a really important aspect of it, but you really do need the foundation of the talent of, of performing. And, you know, it's kind of crazy to me because Andrew and I, we normally interview professional fighters on this show, and when we ask the question of, you know, social media stars, you know, taking it to the ring, like, in the recent trends of things, there have been two such people that have done so in Logan and Jason, I mean, Logan and Jake Paul and KSI or the JG or whatever his last name is. They have basically made mockeries of the sport of boxing by only taking one fight and going out and doing some stupid things afterwards just for likes and shares. But when it comes down to social media aspect of trying to act and then going doing one role and you know going back to posting for likes and shares and tweets and whatever does that normally you know I mean does that normally make you cringe a bit because you realize that these people haven't paid their dues well yeah I think it's, it's very similar what you're saying I mean it's, it's the same in both kind of businesses I would say although in context for it that you normally cover could be really dangerous, I would say. <laughs> you can really get hurt. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it is, it's like, it, there are things that irk me about the business now because, especially when I first started out, there was a lot of, like I mentioned before, a lot of integrity and, and a lot of respect for seasoned actors. And even for just actors in in general, and every project that was produced and actually was made into a movie or a television show, you really, the people who made that happen had to work their asses off to get that done. I mean, you really had to prove yourself and experience, uh, you know, and talent and all that stuff really meant something. It really meant a lot. And now it seems like Anybody can make a movie. I mean, you can make a movie with your iPhone, for Pete's sake. And 
Uh, I want to continue on Michael Clifton's uh, third part of his question, or second, uh, I should say. He wants to know what you think about those retro Night of the Comet action figures that have, uh, I don't know if those are the actual real figures or if those are just like made for the internet, but have you seen those before, Kathy? Uh, come to 
intuition that it, it's fun when you see these little things years and years later. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, and uh, one of the last questions I have is, so currently right now, the uh, you said that you were working on some products right now, but right now the movie industry has kind of been put on halt. And I'm curious to know, what what do you think will be the movie industry after this whole pandemic thing happens? Or, I mean, like, yeah, what do you, what do you, th- what do you think is going to happen w- with just making movies and just that the whole production aspect of movie making? Because you know it's, it is a unique business. I mean, because you really, you really can't cheat. You can't like you can't do like ugh. like you said. Well, how are you gonna do love scenes? You can't do a love scene with two actors that are six feet apart or anything like that. Um, and, and I know I I know that there's you know with the power of editing and you know all that stuff. But you know if if if, if you know audiences will pick up on like things that are like that just seem out of the norm, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll know eventually, like, oh, this scene wasn't filmed with the two actors together. They just filmed them in two separate rooms or something like that. And, you know, you know that, that you know, it's, I'm interested to see how the movie business recovers and, like, what they do or if there's any changes, you know. I, I that's, that you know, hopefully they can get back on their feet, you know, without, without much negative uh, changes, that would affect not only yeah. just the business aspect, but also the artistic aspect of films and TV. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I mean, maybe there'll be a new way of storytelling. Maybe it's just different stories that are told for a while. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and also, I think once there's, you know, available testing for everybody, I would think that before, you know, we, before you start a movie, every actor has to have a medical exam to make sure they're healthy and um, all that other stuff. I think maybe that will get a little tighter. You know, maybe every day people will have to have the temperature taken or get, get some sort of a test or something like that. But uh, hopefully, you know, at some point we'll get back on the way it's always been. Because we don't, we wouldn't want to lose, we wouldn't want to lose this uh, form of entertainment, I don't think. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, and actually, um, 
do you want to talk about those products that you're? Uh, do you have any products that you're that you're working on that you can tell us about, or yeah, anything that you got going on uh, that you can talk about? Sorry, Kathy. Sorry, Kathy. You sound like you're breaking up. Sorry. It's, uh, could you say that again? Um, oh, you sound much better now. Sorry, you sound much better now. good to hear that's good to hear um christian uh, i'm gonna throw it to you now Mary Stewart. Um, yeah, so I'd love to hear from people. 
I, I try to interact as much as I possibly can with everybody. And uh, I love to hear what people are thinking and saying and feeling. And I love, you know, photos or videos or anything. I'm also, speaking of videos, there's a site called Cameo.com where you can, uh, you can request a personalized video. So check that out, Captain Mary Stewart on Cameo.com. I'd love to send you a personalized video for any reason. So, yeah. Short film and, and 
learn about editing and directing and lighting and dialogue and all that other stuff, it can only help you um, in, in the business in, if you decide to pursue that, just knowing as much as you possibly can. And as you go from step to step, you know, the whole thing about networking, ask questions, meet people, don't be afraid to talk to people and get advice and, and ask them if they would introduce you to other people. It's really ultimately about meeting people and knowing people and um, getting your name out there. I mean, yes, there's social media as well, but that, that's different. It, it's not like you have hands-on access when you're on social media. Um, I think that has become an important thing and you should probably set up some social media stuff. Um, but but just, uh, just being involved as much as you can and asking questions whether you think they're stupid or not and asking if you can do stuff. So, uh, people will, um, I know there's lots of actors here in New York that have called up casting directors and said, you know, when you go into casting, you have to they put you on film usually and you read with somebody, not necessarily the casting director, but you'll have a reader that you read a scene with. Ask a casting director if you could be that person behind the camera reading with an actor who's auditioning. Um, it's just one thing leads to another all, always. So, you know, just, just try to grab it in, with both hands and go for it. Uh, well, we can understand that, and we apologize for running over your expected time of 30 minutes by going a little bit over, but it's been fun talking with you, Miss Catherine Mary Stewart. Well, thank you. It's been really fun, and, and uh, don't worry about going over. I, I tend to talk a lot, so. Mm. <laughs> understood, understood. But it's been fun talking with you, and... You know, Andrew and I have fun, you know, hopefully interacting with you to a new audience. <laughs> but, I know. I'm very excited about that. I hope they all check me out and, you know, um, and, and watch the things I suggest that they watch and, and share stuff because that that's always, especially this YouTube thing, you know, this is all for me, the whole social media thing. I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. But I guess, you know, if you can share that show, it might get some... It might get, you know, some footing and, and get out there to people. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, but most... It's really fun for me to talk to a new kind of audience, too. And I, I love, I, I, I'd love to listen to some of your other podcasts as well. It's about contact sports and things. I think that's fascinating. Understood, understood. But we are about to go ahead and let you on and go about okay. your day. But other than that, you know, we wish farewell to all of you listening and as well as the Captain Mary Stewart in reminding you, even though we even normally play something different to close out these podcasts, but just like Captain Mary Stewart says, the burden of civilization falls upon us. Practice social distancing, wash your hands, and overall, just be kind to one another. <laughs> Thank you again, Miss Stewart. You know, be hell, be wealthy out there. Stay safe uh, in New York City during this whole pandemic. Yeah, thanks. You guys too. So New 
a link when this comes out, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. You take you take care now. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye bye. Bye guys.